0: 10 and it's on over in the in the chapter who is worthy are we worthy amen of the kingdom of God
1: are we worthy of
0: the blessings that God gives us and sometimes we'll get up kind of on our high horse and think that we've done good and uh, that uh, that we've served God and uh, we give ourselves to God and we've done everything and we've laid everything else down as I begin to read the Word of God, I find out how unworthy I am to even be called a child of God, to even to have my name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. What a great honor and a blessing it is to have our name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. No sinner. Amen. That wasn't good for anything that was walking about in filth, headed for a devil's hell and fallen, everything that the devil had to offer him, amen, and God saved their soul, Jesus died on the cross, and we we are not uh, worthy, we can uh, find there in, in the first part of the 10th chapter of of Matthew, we find of uh, the 12 disciples, and it uh, gives all of their names, all of their names, and it even uh, says, and Judas is a current who betrayed, who betrayed him, and we we'll go down to about the 12th verse, and we we'll start reading there, and he said, when you come unto a house, salute it. We find that he sent them out uh, with power. He didn't uh, send them out, and he didn't send uh, Judas out with any less power than Peter had. He sent Judas out with the same thing that Matthew and that Peter had and Andrew and Zebedee and John. But Judas is just like so uh, many that we've seen today. He betrayed Jesus. He turned his back on Jesus. He took his eyes off of Jesus and began to look at the money and the and the cloud of of uh, being recognized. And he looked into the government's office and he thought, "I can I uh, make something out of myself? I can get in uh, with the system. I can get in with the state government. I can get in with the big dudes." And you know this Jesus he is this. One One man is going to be crucified, and then I won't have nobody nobody to turn to. Sometimes, honey, uh, we lose faith, and when we can't uh, see Jesus by sight, we lose faith, and we turn to something else to satisfy our soul. Amen. I think Judas is a great example how easy we can take our eyes off of God, off of what God has done for us. I believe Judas forgot that Jesus sent him out with a great man as Peter, amen, and all the other 12 disciples. And he gave them power over unclean spirits, amen. So Judas had power over the unclean spirit that tempted him. What I'm saying today, honey, when God saves our souls, He gives us power over the unclean spirits of adultery. He gives us power over the unclean spirits of drugs and the faints of this world. God gave us power over sickness, over troubles, over Satan when God turned us loose from sin and set us free at Calvary. Glory to God that we don't have to go sin if we, we're, we're tempted when we're drawn away with our own lust. When we get things on our mind that we need to do, that we want to do, and we get sitting back thinking. I believe Judas backed off to the side and he decided, if I betray Jesus, I will have more friends than I will walking with Jesus. The Bible plainly tells us all the way through that we'll be hated of all men for his name, name's sake. Judas didn't want to be in that crowd. Jesus didn't want to be hated of all men. Judas wanted to fit in. How many today is not praising God? It's Honey, I wish I had a, a voice. I wish I had a voice to get, are we worthy? Are we worthy? Honey, if I turn loose of Jesus today, I'll be in worse shape than Judas was. I can't live tomorrow. I couldn't face tomorrow if I betray Jesus. Fifty-four years, I know what Jesus has done for me. I know how he picked me up. I can see, Jamie, time and time again where Jesus pushed Satan out of the way and opened another door for me, me to go through. I see where another sickness passed by. Roger and I had a, another step for the Lord. I can see all of that. I don't need to get my eyes on the Lord world today and take them off of the Lord. The churches should be sitting full today if people hadn't forgot what God done for them. Neighbor, he's been good to us. Let me just read in the 12th verse of the 10th chapter. And he said, when you come into a house, salute it. And if a house be worthy, I'm preaching unworthy, And if a house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. Neighbor, what the Word of God is saying here, if they don't want you, if they don't want your Savior, if they don't want the King James Version of God's Holy Word, let the peace return to you. And the Bible said on down here, shake off the dust of our feet as a testimony against them. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words when you depart out of the house or that city shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Neighbor, can I tell you what the Word of God is saying? And we've known since we've been a little child that we've studied the city of Sodom and Gomorrah worth they drill a be a gaze and love men love men uh, than to love God amen and God destroyed uh, the city of Sodom and Gomorrah and he destroyed every city around around about uh, the city of Sodom and Gomorrah only Lot and his two daughters amen were delivered and Lot's wife looked back into the city of Sodom and Gomorrah because she loved sin and she turned to a pillar of salt and the Bible tells me. That pillar of salt is still right there today, honey. I'm going to tell you, if God delivered us out of Sodom and Gomorrah and God uh, delivers us out of the sins of this this old world, and we begin to look back, I'm going to tell you we'll become as a pillar of salt. We'll become as no good. Uh, I will become as dead man. I will lose our testimony. Uh, I will lose our power with God. Uh, too many of us uh, today I've got discouraging, I thought, I don't know, I tried to talk to uh, Amber there about her thyroid, amen, but I thought today has been a depressing day, a battle seeming, I couldn't get I couldn't get over it. I even come down to church and sit around, down here and pray a while and read, read the Bible a while. I don't know if it's my sickness or just uh, the depression of Satan pressing in on us, but I'm going to tell you something, honey. Uh, We're living in the last days, and the only way I know to overcome the oppressor and the depression of this old world is the Lord Jesus Christ and the prayers of the saints team team up on Satan. Glory to God. And say you're not going to discourage him. You're not going to knock. Knock, jamie down. You're not going to beat my bro- brother down. I, we're not going to let Satan get to bed. I, I was severe together. Honey, honey we're going to win. It's time that the church, church quit fighting against each other and start pulling together for the glory of God. Haley needs us. Haley has come into a situation, a problem that maybe you and I don't understand, but together we are overcomers. We can overcome through the blood of the Lamb. Glory to God. I love my church. Can I tell you I love my church? Can I tell you something else? My heart breaks for those that have quit, those that have backed down, Those that are in the same place, Judas is. "Oh, you say, I've not betrayed Jesus. If we betray the house of God, we betrayed Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And he said, verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. That city that rejects God is going to be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah. And God wiped it off the face of the earth. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Look at that 16th verse. I'm glad Jesus didn't send them out powerless. I'm not a Peter. I'm not a John. Hey, glory to God. But God didn't send me out powerless. God sent me out with the power of God about me. God sent me out with the Word of God about me. I don't have a high IQ, and I can't use a computer. But God didn't send me out empty-handed. God sent me out uh, with a sword, the Word of God, uh, with victory and my bone. God sent me out with the Holy Ghost, power of God. I've got enough gas to finish this race if I'll just use it for the glory of God. Too many times we quit, we lay lay down, we stop along the way. God gave us what we needed. He gave the twelve disciples and he said, I send you out as sheep among the wolves. My friend, we all know if we studied a sheep just a little, just a little bit, those sheep, when the wolf comes, they'll gather together and huddle together. And if one of the sheep, the wolf gets a hold of, it, he'll just lay down. He don't fight. He won't fight back. Glory to God. Think about it. If we'll huddle together and look a big number, we can scare Satan off. We can run the wolf off. Amen. We can start loving one another. So you still. Hey, Carol, you still love me? Say amen. Can you say it loud? Amen. (laughs) You can leave off that last part. That's good. We've got to keep loving one another no matter what we do. The only reason, church, my Janet has stayed with me 63 years is the love of God. Ain't nothing good I can do, and she ain't that good either. It's the love of Almighty God. God knowed what I needed back when I was in school. God knowed what I needed. He did foreknow that I would be right here tonight. I didn't. God knew that. Amen. God's got a plan for every one of us. I thought, I don't know how it's going to work, but that woman that ignored me three or four different times when I tried to tell her about church, she even told me about her husband dying. Amen. But somehow or other, God will wake her up tonight and say he loves you. That old boy tried. He done the best he knowed how. God will touch her somewhere. I never went away whipped or defeated. I ain't been ignored like that lately, but that's all right. Might as well get used to it. Sheep, sheep among the wolves. Amen. That's what the Word of God said. He said, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Genesis 3 says the old serpent was shrewd. He was sharp. He was beautiful. Amen. And He said, he said I send you forth as wise as serpents. And beware, the 17th verse. And he said, and beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the council and will scourge you in their synagogues. He said, they'll take you into the church and whip you. Paul, Paul, he said it in a word that he was cheapest of sinners. And and he said that he went in and he persecuted and he killed the children of God. And God was so great, amen, that he knocked him down on the road to Damascus and saved his soul and let him write the majority of the New Testament so you and I would know how to live that you would know, a persecutor of the church, amen, that God saved and wrote wrote down the word. The chiefest of sinners wrote down the word, inspired by God, that you and I would know how to live. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my name's sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. I thought about, and I never read it in the starting. of the chapter, but God sent them out to the lost house of Israel, the lost sheep of Israel. He said, don't go to to the Samaritans, don't go to the Gentiles, but he sent them on a specific mission. Can I tell you something today? When God sends us on a specific mission, we need to stay on that mission. We need to walk where God wants us to walk. Sometimes we try to cover too many avenues. You know what Jesus did? He wanted to walk with Jesus and to walk with the world. You know what it cost him? It cost him his life. He said he fell over on a sword and his bowels gushed out. He hung himself. His bowels gushed out. And he said, but when they deliver you up, the 19th verse, but when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. Am I worthy enough for God to speak through me? to deliver me if they take me up to council, to kill me? Am I close enough to God for the voice of God to speak through me, to deliver my soul, to take care of me, to push back fear? I thought about when you go into that old hospital and when the old anesthesiologist comes around and he's going to put you to sleep, are we worthy not to fear that? Only God can keep us from fearing that. Are we worthy to trust God enough? If I don't wake up, I got a better place to go. If the surgery goes bad, I got a better place to go. If things don't work, I got a better place to go. America has got so weak today. We're so spoiled. Now the grocery store. The 27th, I got to go on a no-i-dine diet. And I've just cried and moaned and groaned. I can't have gravy and sausage. Missy, bless my heart. Ain't that ain't that pitiful that I can't have all this all this good stuff? I sat down at a table with one pie store in Cuba. I've told this. I'm gonna tell it till I die. And I had one cracker, and mayonnaise, and a little cup of coffee for breakfast. That old man said. That old man said, "What's mine is yours." And he went over in the corner. And sit down. I told Dale Cable, I said I can't eat a bite till this brother comes and sits down at his table, amen, and eats with us. Oh, glory to God! God showed me some things. I'm a sport, rotten bread, amen. A sport, rotten bread. You know what? I lived only. I'm here today. I lived on that cracker and mayonnaise. I don't think I'd ever eat cracker and mayonnaise for breakfast, but I lived on that, and it worked good. It worked good. I talked to his daughter. I got in good with his daughter, and I got another cup of coffee. <laughs> Amen. The Bible said, ask, and you shall receive. So we are blessed. I never, I never really, really realized what it was to not be able to come in the front door of the church and to carry my Bible And talk about preaching till I go in a communist country. Neighbor, we are blessed in America. I'm going to tell you, if Mount Vernon Church would quit pouting, amen, and getting their feelings hurt, the house would be full today, amen, and we'd be praising God. And we'd see revival break out in Mount, Mount Vernon Church. But we can't get over each other. We can't get over each other. Neighbor, we need to come back to God. We need to come back to God. Thank what God has done for us. I thought about, and I never brought it out Sunday, but I preached too long anyway. But I thought about tolerance, and and I've never been this fine tooth, but they got a little mic and uh, uh, Larry there in his motor shop. If there's much tolerance in that race, when you put that race into that shaft, if there's much tolerance and that motor gets to running, it begins to wobble. If it begins to wobble, it wires. If it wires a little bit, first thing you know, the bearings is out. Amen. There's no tolerance of play in being a Christian. Bless God, we got to fit. we got to get in there. We can't play with it. I've watched it time and time again in in an old race in a car burn. Sonny knows exactly what I'm talking about. You'll hear a little racket. It don't go out to start with. The next thing you know, the racket gets bigger, and the burns get flat spots, and then it gets in the race. The next thing you know, the sleeve may even slide inside the race. next thing you know, you're sitting on the side of the road with three wheels. Have you ever drove a car with three wheels? Amen. It don't work. I'm gonna tell you, honey. We need some tolerance with God. We need to tighten up, tighten up with God. We need to walk where God would have us to walk. Hey, I'm a sorry Christian, church. I'm a sorry Christian. Say amen right there. I don't care. I'm a sorry Christian. But when they deliver you up, take no thought of what you shall say. You know what we'll say if they took me up to the council. Lord God, I've preached. I've been in church fifty-four years. What in the world are you fooling me, me? for? I probably ain't enough Christian man to even find me guilty. They say just go on, on You ain't no threat. You ain't no threat to my work. That's what Satan probably tell me. Just go on, on. You ain't no threat. We ain't no threat to. Th- we ain't no threat to Satan. That's why he just keeps petting us. Amen. I'm going to tell you, if you're a real child of God, read the Word of God. You're persecuted. You're, you're knocked down. The Bible said you'll be brought before the council. You won't be patted on the back. Jesus said they hated me even before they hated you. And he said, let me go on. For it is not ye that speak but the Spirit of your Father, which speaketh in you. The 20th verse, I thought about that. The Baptists have fought the Holy Ghost and the Spirit and afraid somebody's going to say they've got the Holy Ghost and we fought it off till probably we won't know the difference when they take us before the council because we've rejected the Spirit of God. For it is not ye that speak but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you and the brother shall deliver you up And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death. I want you to read this. 21st verse. And the father of the child. I thought, and I don't know if they're guilty or not. I don't don't know. I can't say. But I thought that adoptive mom and dad, they called it swaddling and killed that little three or four-year-old boy. Could we believe this happened? I heard this week, straight off the press, in our Surrey County, seven- and eight-year-old child that mom and daddy couldn't handle. They couldn't do nothing with him. Mine's 59. I can't do nothing with them much now. But I'm going to tell you something. At eight years old, I could bust them high in. Amen. I'm going to tell you what, children. The devil is taking over our children. You say, oh, that don't happen. I can read it to you in the Bible. Where the devil slung them into the fire. They're pitching fits on mom and daddy. Think about it, church. And the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. Are we not seeing that today? I saw there, I believe, where they got Murdoch for on his wife and one son and the other son had to testify against him. Think about it. And then we turn it off and say well he was on opiates, so we'll just give credit to opiates, the devil and he wasn't really in his right mind. was in my right mind every time before I got drunk. And what I done when I got drunk I was responsible for because I followed Satan I followed Satan, and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Is that what the church is teaching today? This isn't red writing. It said you'll be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Lord God, I didn't know there was any enduring. We need to mark that out. Yeah, we need to switch this over to the NIV or something. He said endure. Endure is fight the battle to finish the race. I ain't made it to heaven yet. I got saved in 1968. I got a path to go, but I ain't got there yet. I got a clear title to a mansion, but I ain't got that mansion yet. I'm still on my path to glory. Amen. I've got to endure. I've got to finish this race. I've got to get over it getting my feelings hurt. Amen. And shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to thee, the same shall be saved. Twenty-three, 23. But when they persecuted you in this city, flee you into another. For verily I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the son of man become the disciple is not above his master nor the servant above his Lord look at this 25th verse is it is it enough for the disciple that he be as his master ain't it enough for us to be as Christ? that we can be children of God. Is it enough for the disciples that to be as the master and the servants as his Lord? If they have called the master of the house, Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of the household, of his household? So they're going to call us Beelzebub. They did the Lord. They're going to call us Beelzebub. They're going to make fun of us. Can we handle, can we handle what's just around the corner? Can we handle what's coming our way? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. And hid that shall not be known. Why well, I tell you, in darkness, that speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear that preach ye upon the house top, neighbor. We've come down to the quietest world that we'll ever live in, and fear not them which kill the body. Twenty eighth verse. I thought I don't want to spread corona, and I don't want corona no more. I've had it, all I want of it. But neighbor, it has changed our attitude. It's changed our country. It's brought division in our churches. It's what people that were established on the run because they're afraid. There's empty seats tonight that God convicted souls and they turned their back on God because they wanted it their way. I remember, I don't even know where they live now, but I remember, I could find them, that I could go lay my hand on them. And they said, I know you don't agree with me, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do what I want to do. They said that to my face. But how many says, I'm going to do it anyway? Not out loud. I'm going to lay out when I want to lay out. I'm going to come when I want to come. Larry's a boss man. And he's got people under him. And he'll just cry when they lay out. Because there's that shaft that needs turning. And there's that motor that needs rewinding. And these people over here saying, my my business is shut down because you've not got my motor. But this one laid out because he just decided he didn't want to work that day. And the hardship comes all the way down. I worked forty-four years of public work and the last two years I worked for Butch after he retired from the state. You can ask him. I never missed a date. I didn't call and say I can't be there. I tried to give notice before. There's never been a job that I had that I could lay out two months and come back and get my job back. I've never had car insurance that I could let go over two months, and they say, oh, we just give it to you. I remember a little boy said I ain't but two months behind on my car. I think he'll give me one more month. And he just cried when they pulled it down the road with a wrecker. But we can come to church when we want to. Stay as long as we want to. Act like we want to. Still got our seat in the house of God. Still vote the way we want to vote. Church, I may not have a church lift. Y'all may run me off before the vocal cord wears out. But I'm going to tell you, we put everything before oh, God Almighty. Jesus laid down his life that you and I could be here. Sonny, how many years you worked telephone company? 39 years. And you was man enough to call in when you couldn't be there. You didn't stay out. Even though he had days, they built days, you still called in. Amen. But well, Preacher Bill, it ain't none of your business whether I come in or not. I'm the pastor of Mount Vernon Church. And when I quit loving you, I'll quit preaching this. Yeah. Amen. When Janet decides to go stay in the motel two months and come back home, it's going to be war up at Janet's house. Amen. Amen. I ain't going to lay down and take you to sleep. But don't you say nothing about what I do. I'm telling us the truth. We don't respect the house of God. I've never left but one church. And I stood up in front of that church. I caught some flap, but God gave me grace to stand. And I said, I've got to go. God said, "Go, I've got to go." And God give me another. If I can talk, Amen. I'm going to do it same way here, Amen. I love my church. It means more to me than any job I've ever had. I got a bigger payday uh, ew, than any place I've ever worked. On top of everything else, I've been loved. I've been loved <laughs> when I was unlovable, when I was wrong, from the house of the living God. When I was down, God sent one of y'all by to give me a, an uplift. You never know. You never know what you mean to somebody. Christa, when you're down in that old hospital, you knew somebody was praying. Yeah. Since you knew, maybe we all couldn't at one time, but when Darrell was, was passed, you knew, you knew there was pain and there was agony, but there's a little gouge of the Holy Ghost prayer of God. Church is important. Why does Satan fight the church like he does? Why does he try to keep it tore down? The church is my biscuit and gravy, my spiritual biscuit and gravy. And every now and then, my banana pudding. Hello. Hello. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to get on shouting around one of these days, church. I'm going to tell you God's give us something. They, if they've ever been a land... Flowing with milk and honey. This is it. God's been good to us. God's been good to us. I may not get this right, but this will be close. Some of you computer experts, there's something like 8 billion people in the land today, in the world. 8 billion. Maybe 9 billion by now. That's a lot of people. And I tried to look up today, the Euphrates River's drying up. And I never, maybe I had, I don't know. And I may not have this all right. But the Euphrates River is like 1,700 miles long, maybe a little longer. the Tigris-Euphrates starts in Turkey. Where did the earthquake just hit? In Turkey. In Iran. The Euphrates River comes out of Turkey right down through Iran into Iraq. And I couldn't believe this when I got to trying to look it up. And I ain't no good on a computer, but this is what I found. That maybe the Euphrates River, when it was running full, and I thought this might have been some of the marshland 150 miles wide. Has anybody ever looked that up? I got studying on that. Or just looking it up. I can't study. I don't know how. But 150 miles wide. That's almost from Here's the beach. That's a big river. And it takes care of those people. Well, the Bible said, and I forgot, I had read this, and I think it's the 18th chapter of Revelation. It said that it'll dry up, and it's drying up. And they build dams that holds the water just like a branch here. They'll build a dam up a branch and try to... Hold it to irrigate there, till a man downstream don't get it. But the earthquake has changed all of it, and the dams has changed all of it. And it says that thing'll dry up, and you can read it in the Bible. And it said for the kings of the east, which is Iraq, Iran, Turkey, all in there, can cross over and come to the Valley of Je- Jehoshaphat. And he said, the blood will run to the horse's bridle. And the Bible said that four angels, I believe this is the ninth chapter of Revelation, that four angels will come up out of the Euphrates River. I don't know what about y'all, but that's about to make a hair stand on my head. And he said, they're going to kill a third part. I thought probably by now, That'll be three billion people. That's all these figures is rough. Y'all go look it up yourself. But can you imagine the blood of three billion people? Jesus is soon coming back. We better know our names written in the Lamb's book of life. I I can't imagine a river Actually, it said 500 feet wide was the, in the 1,700 miles, the average was 500 miles where water was used out of the Euphrates River. Somebody smart, look that up. Amen. And show me if I've something on it. But that's during my heart. And they say it's happening right now. Euphrates going down. They'll fight over water, Neighbor. You don't raise corn without water. Think on it. Think on it. The book is fulfilling. Let me hurry. <laughs> 29. And not, are not two sparrows sold for a father? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. We lose a hire every day, at least some of us more. God knows about it. So you think you don't know what you thought? Why well, He knows you're tired of hearing me right now. Fear you not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Don't let the devil tell you you're no count. We're more value than many sparrows. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven but whosoever shall deny me before me him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven I thought about without saying a word we deny the Lord when we miss church when we fly off on the job When we have professed what God has done for us and then don't live in front of people, we deny the Lord. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance. Get this right here. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father. And the daughter against her mother. And the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes or his enemies shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father, 37th verse. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. I'm preaching on are we worthy of the Lord? He said, he that love a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that love a son or daughter, let me read this. Luke 14 and 26. If many man come unto me and hate not his father and that's just just loving God before them and hate not his father and his mother and his wife and his children and his brethren and sisters yea and his own life also he cannot be my disciple that's plain the word of God if you don't love God more than yourself he said you can't be his disciple he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. 38. And he that taketh not his cross, another place said, pick up your cross daily and follow me. But here it said, he that taketh his cross and followeth after me, and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me, is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward, and he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water, only in the name of a disciple. Verily I say unto you, he shall not in no wise lose his reward. So honey, are we worthy? I'm sorry that I can't that I can't preach no better, but neighbor this I can't quit either, so what do I do? I gotta give it all I got. Neighbor, are we worthy? Are we worthy of what God has done for us? Are we worthy? Of this word that God has given us to go by. What a precious, precious, precious road map to glory. Every bump, every hurdle, every trouble will be worth it one day. Let's love one another. Help one another. Anybody else got anything on their heart?